Hello and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a video game podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. I'm Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today we have Casey Cool. Yo! And Shelby Stokes, man! Yo! Yo, bro! Oh, man, those commercials are great. That makes me think of middle school. <laughs> That's how you know that we grew up in the 90s. That is how you know. Yep, right there. It is. Dead giveaway. It is. Dead giveaway. It is. Yeah, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, birthday boy. Yeah, I heard you had a nice yeah. birthday week. I want to tell everybody about your cool Xbox remote. It is straight up my birthday today, and I got, for my birthday, an Xbox Elite Series 2 controller. So... Whoa. What does that mean? Dude, that means that I am now a professional gamer. Everything oh, okay. before this was just amateur. Now I'm a professional. <laughs> no, like these this controller is amazing, man. Weighty. I feel like I could beat somebody with it. I mean, it's just heavy. It feels like a brick. It's nuts. Does it have the metal paddles on the back for like extra like keystrokes or like uh, hotkeys? So it does, but you can take them off completely if you don't want them. Yeah. Yeah. My brother-in-law has that, and I was, like, trying to play uh, the Call of Duty Warzone, whatever, and I'm horrible at shooters. So he was like, you want to keep going? I'm like, no, I do not want to keep playing. I was so frustrated <laughs> with that. But the controller, I was like, what is this, like, buttons on the back? I'm, Dude. I'm it, out of my element, It's insane. Donnie. I, like, connected it to the Xbox console, and it's like, you now need an update for your controller. I'm like, really? An update for my controller? And sure enough, like I got in there and there's like settings upon settings upon settings, like 50 different settings. It feels like you can adjust Whoa. the sticks, the tension on the sticks, the um, triggers on the back and the amount of resistance they have to some extent, how far the trigger pull is. So it can be all the way down or just a little bit. And it counts as an entire trigger pull. It's intense. It's way too much controller, but it's so badass. It sounds like it really benefits the shooting games. I'd be more curious to see how it worked in like a fighting game like a street fighter yeah and i'm not normally a fighting game person but i've always wanted one of these controllers and once i heard that Mm -hmm. this hooked up to the new console that's coming out i was like okay i have to get one eventually but it's hard to justify especially a controller that prices out at like almost 200 bucks it's 200 dollars i think it's 176 but gosh that thing better give you massages well, my sister has some homey hookups, it sounds oh, like. Okay. She, yeah, yeah. There, there, was some, there was some stuff that went down. But no, props to my sister. When she comes back, she'll have to brag about, about mm-hmm. how she spoiled me. But yeah. it's awesome, man. I'm ready to game now. It's way too much controller for me, but it feels so good. It feels so good in my hands once it touches my lips. The sticks are all magnetic. Like, you can actually pull the stick directly out. Um, and it's just a magnetized stick. So when you drop it in, it clicks into place so perfectly. It just feels amazing. Do you, uh, sleep with it now? Is it like your binky? Um, yeah, basically I just hold it in bed, staring at the ceiling for hours at times. And I just rotate the sticks in circles <laughs> is what I do. So that's how I get to bed at nice. night. I also got a bike. You got some, did you get some Legos too? No, no, that was a uh, Hot Wheels track. I got a Hot Wheels track. Which Hot Wheels have come a long way. Like Mm -hmm. you, I mean, you have a boy, so I I do not have a boy. So I haven't seen a lot of Hot Wheels yet. Maybe that'll change. But like back in my day, it was like battery operated and it would like power up and you'd run the car through and it would spit it out, right? Yeah, yeah. The set that we got is like all rubber band based. Yes, a lot of the like uh, punk, the things that you can slap it to shoot it out a rubber yeah. band or there yeah it's interesting we still do it old school though where it's like let's put it down the staircase no ramp like let's see how fast and fly which one's gonna make it down the staircase he's got some really cool asher my son he's got some really cool cards from his great-grandfather 
nice that he had yeah and they're like sports cars and stuff so but you know it's funny my wife's side of the family super big car people i'm i'm don't care like i just want something to get me to be but asher really thinks corvettes are cool and my wife mm. thinks they're the grossest car <laughs> wait why i don't know she thinks like dudes that wear gold chains and like having a midlife crisis get corvettes you know Okay, yeah, uh-huh. You can see that. their own. I'm sure I'm pissing off some Corvette people. They're in long sleeve shirts with roll-up sleeves and unbuttoned mm-hmm. to the nipple line. A little tuft of hair coming out the top. Yes, a little mm-hmm. tuft of hair. Just kind of curly, kind of gray, almost pubic. So that's her image of a Corvette driver. But uh, my son's really into that. Yeah, Hot Wheels have come a long way. I like more like the, like, oh, the Scooby-Doo van or the, you know, the off cars that aren't really, you know, you don't want to open up. I think that's cool about Hot Wheels. Yeah, no, speaking of like Legos and Hot Wheels, I think for some reason I want to buy a Mustang because my name's Shelby and like the Mustang Lego set is really cool. Oh, my buddy has that, that he's been waiting to put it together. Yeah, it looks amazing. But again, like 200 bucks for the set. Like how bad do I want it? Welcome to Underpowered where we talk about cars. uh, (laughs) We talk about cars. Oh, and video games. Uh, games. Turns out we play video games. I have a new controller. It's kind of cool. No big deal. Yeah. Well, and speaking of changes so shelby and i this is our 21st episode and when we started this we had like a vague idea we knew we wanted to talk about video games but behind the scenes we've been talking more and more and more about what we want for this project Mm -hmm. that we're doing right true story yeah and and the problem that i've had recently is that we're trying to run through a lot of games and we kind of have it set up in a competition style where it almost feels like we're punishing each other for not finishing games, which is good because it's motivating to play through the backlog, which was the goal. But at the same time, I find that I'm running through games instead of really breathing them in and enjoying them. And that's not how I like to do it. Shelby said that to me last week. And like when I was talking about Undertale last week, I was beating it because it was short. But what I found is I found a game that was really charming and loving, like really charming and amazing to play. And... I wanted to dive deeper into it, but because of how we have this contest set up, we can't really go into the games. And if we want to review games, instead of giving you like a quick review because we're trying to beat it so fast, it's not fair to you, the listener. That was the first thing that Mm -hmm. came to my mind. Secondly, it's the idea of having a backlog. We can still choose games for each other and hold each other accountable into beating it. Because that was really the big thing. We both were like, we have a lot of games to play and we need to like have a reason to play them and beat them. And not mm-hmm. jump away from a game, right? right? And so I called Shelby after we talk, and he's like, oh, is this serious? And I go, no, kind of. And I said to him, like, I don't think I really want to do the competition where he's like, oh, thank God. That was like the first, like, I've been thinking the same thing, too, because Shelby and I kind of are in the same wavelength with this thing. Right? Am I speaking out of turn here? No, no, that's exactly right. And kind of like even looking through my backlog, I'm like, okay, some of these games I have rushed through in order to just get a win under my belt. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I know that's that was the biggest problem. In fact, I was actually planning on suggesting the change after we finish these lists. But but as I was playing through Outer Wild or Outer Worlds specifically, which I played through a little bit, you know, a couple weeks ago before I got the messenger in front of me, but there's so much good side content that I wasn't even gonna touch. Just because, right. you know, I, I am supposed to get through it. So now I'm gonna mainline the story. And I, that's just not the, the way that game should be played. So I feel like, like our priorities are being skewed based on the way the system's set up. Right, right. And when he said that to me, I felt the same. I mean, like with Dragon Dogma, I beat it, but I didn't even open the whole map. And that, if I play a video game, that's not like me, mm-hmm. right? And the only reason why I did everything in Dragon Quest is because I started it 120 hours in. Right. 
So we are making the shift. We decided we're both going to take some big punishment with Nintendo of America of some sort before the end of the year. Oh, oh, wait. I thought I was getting out of that. No, we're both doing this. We're both going to do it. <laughs> well, technically, I beat one more game than you. So Shall technically... <laughs> we're going down together, bro. Okay, all right. The captain and the first mate got to go. We gotta... Does that mean I get to dress up like Toad? I was thinking you'd be Mario and I'd be Princess Peach. But we can talk about the costumes later. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not. I, I I'm game for that. Point being, we're gonna own up to that. But the competition thing isn't what's fun. What we realized what was fun last week was when Shelby's like, "Well, I kind of want to get this game," and when we when we lay the cards out about these are the games I'm thinking about playing. I'm more interested in my friend telling me I want to play these games. You tell me which one to play because then I'm it engages the conversation more, right? Like, yeah, I'd like Shelby to play this. Shelby mm. really wanted me to play Hollow Knight. And that was the best thing I've done in gaming for a long time. Like, I could go back to that game. I was so and so that was actually the first time I started thinking, maybe the competition stuff needs to go. How it's going to work from now on until the end of time is when we beat a game, we're going to present games to each other. And we're going to rotate and say, hey, like if Sean's here, Sean might pick a game for Shelby. I might pick a game for Sean. We might rotate through that. But that's how we want this underpowered to work. I just want people to know, like, we're excited about the games. And I want us to be authentic. That was the other thing that we kept talking about. It's not really us. But the other thing is we really want to open up our website to start putting out reviews. We want to become respected video game reviewers, right? I think that's ultimately the other goal. You know, that, that'd definitely be nice for sure. I think that yeah. part of the way that this whole thing has come to pass regarding the way we've set up the podcast is, you know, I basically have notes and upon notes about mm-hmm. video games that I've never even cover, covered verbally on this cast. Same. And because of that overflow on content that I have personally, I think that may be a good forum to just share my thoughts on games. And, you know, if you're out there listening, you may know this about me. You may pick this up. You may not have. But I am constantly building lists of last year's best games of the year and going through and trying to knock them out. Like one at a time. Yeah, my manifesto. It will never be done. It will always be growing. Right. Yes. Especially now that the web has become so much more fractured than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the end, like a lot of sites would have the same nine games. But anyway, I'm getting off track a little bit. My no, point there. Important. Yeah. I mean, the point there is, is like, I'm going to try to get through these games and whether they're critically um, applauded or not, like I want to be able to jump into them and say, okay, this is not good. Or yes, this is good. And we're doing it from the vet, the eyes of we are parents but you could be a parent you could be a professional you could be busy with something in life and coming back to gaming it's for the gamer that is trying to catch up right we and being someone that has their hands and other things invested we want to tell you the listener the gamer what's worth your time what's the price point and we also want to give you like a list of hey if you like this game try these other three so we are gonna the website should be up in the next month or so and we're going to start putting out content there. Because, like, Shelby, when I notice, he always brings prepared notes. And I'm more just, like, playing jazz. That's freeform. <laughs> but now when I play games, I write stuff down because there's so much I want to get to. Because I don't think sometimes when I'm talking on air, I'm justifying the game. Like, Hollow Knight, I felt like I did a very good job mm-hmm. saying this game is great. But these other games, I feel like I've cut short because I've been rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's completely understandable, especially depending on where your time is as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But you know, we're we're kind of finding our path here, so we appreciate you hanging out with us and uh, helping us find our way. But yeah, I think yeah. this is a good change. And you know, we're, we're in August. We started this thing back in March. End of March. Say, April. End of March. Yeah. April. Right about there. So this is going to be our first time going through an end of the year cycle. So we're also going to probably do something for our games of the year. I would yeah. imagine to some. And extent. our games of the year will be different than a lot of big. 
websites because that's not we're not about the the new shiny thing necessarily. We're about what holds up and what's worth your time, mm-hmm. right? For the it's for the gamer that's a little bit behind. The delayed gamer, just a little the, bit. The delayed gamer, people that buy games like oh I'm gonna play this someday, and they never touch it. Now's the time <laughs> to touch it. Now's the time to touch it. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it's what I've been telling my son, actually, when he goes to the bathroom, oddly enough, in a different way. Time. Uh, you just got to touch it, dude. You got to hold right. it. Now's the time uh, to touch it. I think we need to get t-shirts made. Can we write that down? <laughs> I just found the show title. <laughs> okay. okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now's, now's the time to touch your games. And speaking of games that um, we need to touch, I have been touching my new controller, Muhaha in tandem with the messenger which is the game that casey said that i was to play um next on my list and uh turns out you called this a ninja gaiden-esque game it's like a ninja gaiden metroidvania right yeah you were right i didn't think this had like a ton of ninja gaiden in it but wow it's like all ninja gaiden so it's tough i didn't play much ninja gaiden as a kid but i imagine it's just banging your head against a wall on a 2D platformer and dying brutally. It scared me as a kid because there was a cutscene <laughs> where it was like anime 16-bit art and you're like, I'm like five, six watching my dad play it and some lady pulls a gun on the ninja guy and shoots him. And you're like, oh my god! And so I always remember that part of the game freaking me out as a kid, but it was a hard game when I was little. That studio, Sabotage Studio, that's making The Messenger, I'm actually mm-hmm. very interested. They seem like a pretty solid studio. So what is this game So about? this game is full-on throwback to a 2D platformer based on where I am currently. Like you said, Sabotage Studios. It was released in 2018. Um, and it's mm-hmm. a 2D platformer that is very difficult. It's not necessarily run-based. There's save points in each level. So you'll play for five or ten minutes. It'll be a brutal run. And then once you get to the next platform, it saves you. Um, So you're basically going through that that loop, which is a really satisfying loop. Because you get, you know, 75% um, of the way through those two checkpoints. And when you hit that checkpoint, it feels so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. And like you get to certain points where you just get in a flow and you're just dodging and moving. And they have this mechanic where when you slash a projectile or an enemy, it then gives you the ability to jump again. So you're able to chain quite a bit, right? So it's slash jump, slash jump, slash jump, fall. Okay, now we get to jump again. So it gets into a really good locomotion, a very tight feel in terms of making your way through the environment. Um, The bosses are brutal in spots. Like, very, very difficult bosses. Um, Luckily, it checkpoints you right before you get into those boss battles. Um, I found that it normally takes me three to five times to beat a boss. And then last night, I got home. I was tired, and I wanted to play something before I went to bed. And I hit this boss, and I was like, no, I can't do this right now. My mind is not on. And I turned around and went to sleep. Yeah. So, um you have to be able to walk away from that. <laughs> well and in that game it's made to where you really have to be on like and if you're not like this is not a yeah. lean back and play game it gets into spots where it's intense and you're sweating on the controller and really getting into it so it's a tight i really enjoy it so what is the messenger trying to deliver like what is what's the story so you get into the game and you're you basically walk through your home village and a demon comes down and slays your entire village and then oh nice and lighthearted at the right beginning. yeah okay. you know it starts off on a high note and then the elder in the village is like you need to deliver this scroll somewhere so then he hands off the scroll and then you're off and then you're making your way somewhere i think it's towards the the mountain is where you're supposed to go and then madness ensues and a whole bunch of different things play out and it sounds 
like based on what I've read and what what you've said, you called it a Metrovania, Metroidvania. It feels like it turns halfway through, and I'm not. Yeah, There's a twist. I'm not yeah, there I've heard yet. That. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Okay. So maybe by next episode, yeah, I'll be there. I imagine because it's not it's not the longest game. I've heard the music is pretty Dude. cool too. I love a good chip tune. The music is fabulous, so good. Okay. Yeah, and then when you get in the loops, it's almost as if that music has to be really good. You know what I mean? Because you're playing it over and yeah. over and over, and you're basically dying right. over and over. So that music is just absolutely fabulous. Like to the point where I'm like dancing downstairs, getting into you know you start nodding your head and making your way through the level, and it's a cool moment. Very well done. Yeah, I'm interested. I, that might be a game I want to try. They have another game, Sabotage Studio, coming out called Sea of Stars. And it's like a... Kind of reminds me of Secret of Mana. They've been showing it like on their social media. And it comes out in 2022. So it's way down the road. They have... That studio has some chops. Messenger looks really fun. I, I think it's something that I would like it because it is that, oh, let me just keep trying, keep trying. One more run. One more run. Yeah, yeah very, very much so. Like Celeste is one of my favorite games that's been out in the last five years. And this is yes, very Celeste-esque. But Celeste is a little bit different because the runs are shorter. And there's no violence. You're not fighting, right? You're actually like attacking enemies. In the yeah, game. I mean, there's enemies. You have a sword. Yes, yes. The, there's a little bit of fighting. Yes, there's fighting. Celeste, there's no fighting whatsoever, yeah. I guess. Um, right, right. Celeste is more, it's all the platforming. So this is like a platform. Yeah, but the beauty fighter. of Celeste is like you basically get to one screen and you can see almost all the pieces on the screen. And maybe sometimes right. it's two screens, but really it's it's one little room. And then once you get past it, you're on to the next room. This is more run-based. Like this is like five or ten minutes of playing before you get to the next checkpoint, assuming you're running through it at a decent pace. So it's um yeah. it's one of the, it feels a little bit more... I want to say Dark Souls than maybe Celeste does, but oh, and there's a there's upgrade trees and you got to collect you know shinies to upgrade things, but it's good. Nice. I'm gonna keep playing it, especially when I have a new controller now. That'll make me better at video games, right? Isn't that how that works? Right, and you have no rush. You, well, you do need to beat it. You can't play another game to beat it. Bum bum That's bum. Right. Then maybe we'll let Sean pick. But I'm curious. <laughs> I would love to. I want to know about that twist. I want to know more about that turn that I've heard about next time. Yeah, and there's been some pretty good twists thus far, but I know the big twist is I've coming. I've heard it's, it's pretty funny too, right? There's a lot of like humor in Oh, there yeah. There's bit. some really good scenes in there. Yep, definitely. Okay. There's, okay. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but basically there's a, an item that you can interact with in the shopkeeper's place, like where you go to upgrade. Uh-huh. Just keep interacting with one of those pieces, and you get something pretty humorous out of it. It's a very okay. cheeky, smart game. Cheeky, I like that. It's cheeky. Speaking of cheeky, I want to talk more about Undertale myself. Tell me of the cheekiness of Undertale. Uh, well, I went. I, I briefly touched on it last week when we were kind of going over. Well, I beat this. I beat that. And you know, beating Earthbound was great. And I, I'll write a review about Earthbound and my journey with Earthbound over the last uh, twenty plus years. Same with Ocarina of Time, but. Undertale was something that was such a phenomenon that I was kind of worried that it was overhyped for me. Have you ever had anything ever hope overhyped for you? Yeah, um, it's called Undertale. Oh, you didn't like it? I was no, I wasn't blown away. Like I did not understand the appeal to it whatsoever. I was like, okay. Well, how far did you go? Oh get into boy, it? it's been years, Casey. Um, it was the year after it released because I was making my way through the game of the year list, and okay, I'll pick this up. I want to say. 
Yeah, I don't know how far into it I got. I feel like I got a pretty good chunk into it, though. So I think I had the benefit of hearing about, I knew about the three paths, right? And I knew that there's choices mm-hmm. to make. And I was like, okay, I'm just not going to kill anybody. I went with that pacifist run first. And then, now, with the story in the games old enough, I'm not going to spoil story. But I like the whole concept of the game being self-aware and knowing mm-hmm. that if you had a if you had a save file that's where you started killing stuff, it knew it. And the final boss would be like, no, no, no. You need to go back and delete it. You have to start everything over. I liked a game that had that and had all that programming in there to do that. And so I finished my pacifist run. That's what I did because I liked that because it sounded nice and a very touching ending. The it, Toby Fox makes wonderful video game music. But now that I'm playing, I'm going the genocide route where I'm killing everything. And I'm actually having a hard time doing that because I'm like, oh, this guy, if you're nice to him, I know what happens. And you like the monsters. If you killed them with no attachment, it would have been more interesting if I'd done the genocide first, I think, and killed everything. Because then I would have been like, oh, I can save them all. If I had played not knowing that, and I know I'm ruining it for listeners, you have these choices, right? That game's all about choices. Yeah, and when I started playing this game, I didn't know any of that. Like, I hadn't researched it. I didn't know there was a pacifist run. So I just, like, went through. And what do you do in video games? Kill stuff. You beat, yeah, yeah. You get through the level. You beat the enemy, and you move on. Right. So I was basically moving through that way. And then halfway through, it's like, you could be a pacifist. It's like, aww. Yeah, it's like, oh, I didn't have to do that? I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Knowing that, it still doesn't ruin it in my mind because you want to experience, you want to see how the game changes. That's what I'm more looking for, right? I'm like, oh, how does this person treat me different? Or what's the dialogue, how it's different, right? And, like, you can feel the hatred in the game, like, if you really lean into it. And if you're really kind and you show mercy, the game leans into that, too. Like, why aren't you trying to fight me? Like, they'll ask you, like, why do you keep sparing me? Why? Mm -hmm. And it's a nice take on that. And the fact that he made it self-aware and all of this, it's interesting. I think it's – the fan base is – feverish about it it they're in there they love the game for a reason and i want to see more of what toby fox can do i think what he does is really clever even though it's an older art style and so they reference something called delta rune in undertale and delta rune's his new game you can get the first chapter for free right now on switch mm-hmm. you can download it and he's still working on it he does like twitter updates and when he dropped delta rune he just did it like oh hey i have a new game coming out tonight and everyone like the internet what so I, I kind of like that about it. I kind of like the mystique of him and the control he has over the internet. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really what drew, drew me to the game in the beginning was that the internet was like a fire with this yeah, game. Yeah. Like, this is the best game ever made. You have to play this. So I'm like, okay, I better check this out. And I kind of bounced off it. And I'm like, mm, okay, I, I don't I don't get it. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. But I did appreciate the writing. I thought Mr. Is it Mr. Sands? Sands. Or? Papyrus and Sands. Sands and their, Sands. their brothers. And they're both, Sands is the comic Sans font when he talks. And Papyrus is the Papyrus font when he talks and they're funny together yeah so what about the what's your opinion on the gameplay and i'm just gonna kind of say what i remember and you can kind of take it from there but so i think it's like a square and then you're basically maneuvering around obstacles or something of that nature like you're in a box it's almost like a shmup like you're trying to avoid the projectiles Mm -hmm. coming at you i think of it like those old shooter games like the gladius you know where you're like in an airplane and you shoot something now granted the heart can't shoot it's your heart and it's your determination. It, it. And your heart represents your determination, Shelby. 
That's how loving this game is. But you're dodging wait, every wait. attack. Wait, wait, is this a Japanese studio? Think, no, it's just Toby Fox, man. It's him. The heart re- resembles your resistance. The heart and how it moves, it, the attacks of the enemy depend on if you attack them, how you react. So you'll get different things. So you can either learn the dodge pattern or you have to dodge it completely different, right? And um, because I did pacifist, mm-hmm. it was all about the dodging and timing. And uh, it's kind of mm-hmm. that's what drew me to it because like you can attack if it was just attack and go like a traditional JRPG, no one would care about that game. What they care about is the unique method of what you, like when you're getting attacked, you have something to do, and you cannot get hit. Right? If you're really good, you cannot get hit. I'm sure I'm there's speed runs out there where people don't get hit. You know, like there's the perfect runs, mm-hmm. and I love to watch those because it's insane. I'm sure. But I think it's a really cool mechanic, and I can see why that game's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's very hipstery in a way. Like, oh, this game is so cool. And for the price point that it's at, uh, like, what did you pay for the Messenger? Uh, nothing, because it's on Game Pass. Oh, of course. Which I love to death. So right now, Undertale on the Switch is... 15 bucks in the u.s which is a fair price i think it's totally worth that and if you want to wait for it to go on sale for 10 i think that price point is fine yeah. i think it, it it's a game that could be 25 um dollars it could be more and like the messenger is 20 bucks on the switch gotcha yeah and i'd be curious to see if you think that price is worth it at the end it's hard to say right now, you right? You know, well, the me- no, because the Messenger for me is like a 2D platformer that's good. And I love 2D platformers. It's one of my favorite genres. So, I mean, I- I'm all for it. Like, I-, I-, I enjoy it. 20 bucks is fair. Yeah, I guess I should probably reserve judgment for a little while. Based on what I've played, I really like it, though. I think I think it's good. I also, yeah. hopping back to Undertale, which you're playing, for those listening yeah. out there, I think Undertale is probably way more digestible on the Switch. I played it on the computer. I played mm-hmm. it on the laptop. Yeah, no. I think I like that. It, it's a shorter game. You can just pick it up and turn it on, turn it off. You know, it's not mm-hmm. something that I want to always play. Um, so I'm gonna finish my genocide run and just see how much harder it is. And I'm gonna kill. Dude, all but the you're thing. such a bad person for genociding everybody. And it's funny because I'm like, I was nice last time. Now I'm not. But sometimes there's character like that papyrus. I actually like him. You know, like he's just this like guy who wants to be really good, but he sucks at everything. And you, he's. Is there, is there a time where you fight Sans? So if you kill everybody and you kill his brother, you'll fight Sans. Okay, that's what happened. And he goes from being nice. That's that's what happened to me. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you killed his brother? I remember that. I remember going up against Sans and being like, well, I don't know if I'm ever going to get through this boss fight. And I think that's where I stopped. Yeah, he's really hard. Yeah, that's the fight that I actually just... That's basically... I could do that and not really be, go to the end. I just want to see that boss fight because everyone says it's how hard it is. That's kind of my goal with it. And we'll see where yeah. I go from there. But there's another game I've been playing that I definitely need to talk about. And I've been playing nice. it with my son. And it's a cute, beautiful little game called... Paper Mario and the Origami. Whoa, getting the new yeah, new out new, here, new, huh? New. Getting that new new, I love <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think? This game Very looks excited. gorgeous. Is it, is it beautiful? It is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's it, it really just drives into the aesthetic. Like, it goes for it and nails it on every turn. The humor in it is funny. I'm only like an hour and a half, two hours in with my son. But he likes, so, like, I'll do different voices for characters. Like, so, Bowser talks. This is Bowser's voice. 
you know, Bowser sounds like he <laughs> smokes and probably wasn't a good dad. And uh, we have different voices. And so you're followed. The The really cool part about it is, you know, it's meant to be played with Joy-Con. Obviously, my Joy-Con has a drift, but you can do it with the, the Pro Controller. So at times, like, Mario gets these origami abilities. And there's one where he has to, like, grab stuff. And so Asher with the Switch will have to grab it with the triggers and then physically move the Switch, like, left or oh, right whoa. over his head. Yeah, and he loves that. And so... It, you know, if you've ever played a Paper Mario, they the last few have not been great. There's some that are awesome, but the the art on this one is just floors me. Like every time I'm like, oh, it's a new zone. Let's see how they did that. And I'm always like, honey, look at this. Like I'll get my wife to look. Like oh, look at they got like tr- everything's just origami. It's folded. It's so beautiful. I never care so much about trees. Like that was everyone's big thing. Like oh, the trees look horrible in Pokemon Sword. I'm like who cared? I'm like look at these trees <laughs> and Origami King or. Look at this mountain, or look at this creature. And the bad guys are really funny. Like, the one everyone keeps talking about, there's, like, a stapler bad guy. There's a box with colored pencils. And I, I'm very fresh into it, because we only play, like, right before bed. But something that I'm like, oh, I kind of want to play more. What is really nice about it is the battling system. It's not the craziest thing. So everything's on a circular grid. And what you can do is you can shift enemies. There's a timer. And you can line up enemies for attack. So, like, your hammer hits in a four square. Mm-hmm. So if you get everybody into a four square, you can kill them in one mm. turn. If you get everybody in a straight line in the 20 seconds and jump, you can jump on all their heads, gotcha. right? So my job is to get them lined up, and then Asher will pick them. Oh, that's cool. Uh, right? So, yeah, so I'm doing the hard part because I was like, I really want him to progress because he's interested in it. So we switch the controller, right? And then I let him walk around, and I'm like, hey, let's go here and try this. So it's been a really good balance of that. I, it's a great family game. Like if you wanted to play a fun game with your daughter on Switch – and it, I, what I like about it is because it's an RPG, it really encourages reading. Mm. So if you're, you know, this is a parent tip, I guess. If you're working on, like, sight words with your son or daughter, you could pick a couple out there and be like, okay, every time I stop today, you're reading the. And then they pick up the, oh, right? Nice. And it's just a way to pr- promote that. And then my wife doesn't get, like, oh, he's just playing video games. Like, no, he's learning to read. <laughs> I love how you're packing yeah. this in. This is absolutely awesome. No, no, he's learning to read. I swear. I swear. But, you know, it's that's how it's always been for me. Like, I grew up playing RPGs, and everyone gives you a hard time. Like, oh, video game. Like, you know, you're reading a story. You're doing puzzles. Like, it does work your brain, mm-hmm. right? It's not like he's playing GTA shooting prostitutes, right? Yet. Which would be Yet. horrible for any five-year-old this to do. This is the gateway to... GTA 5. Yeah, yeah. You go <laughs> yeah. exactly from Paper Mario to GTA 5. That's how that works. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm going to quit paying attention to games and I'll bring home like, hey, dad, I brought this game called Dead Space. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dead Space is awesome. Highly recommend Dead uh, Space. That's so the, good. The drill, that's the drill in the eye, <laughs> right? That's the famous thing there, right? I don't remember yeah. that scene. Hard yeah, but pass. I'm sure. It was pretty brutal. It was pretty gruesome. Um, I don't like scary stuff at all. I can't do it. That was my exception. I'm normally the same way, but I really okay. enjoyed that game. But back to Paper Mario. So yeah. are the levels pretty significantly different? From what I've seen, you know, I'm in the first zone. So mm-hmm. we just got it. We left the castle. I'm in the first zone. So I, I would hope so. There's like a mini game where you have to find toads in there. Like it's a, like a long-term side quest that you do in the game. Um, I don't want to say yes, I think the battling is going to probably be the same, and I'm sure boss fights will be different. 
But I will get back to you next episode as I work more on Paper Mario with my son this week because I, I really want to dive into that game with him more. So does it feel like a evolution from the last Paper Mario? Does it feel like it's doing stuff yeah, a lot differently? Different. Is it in the same vein? or Okay. I'd say it's different. The one I played first ever was the N64 one, and I beat that game. And I love that one because of the characters and the writing, and I beat that with a buddy. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I, I, it'd be hard to say because that's my biggest, like, I haven't played a Paper Mario since really Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Paper Mario, the original Paper Mario. So to me, yes, it's been like it's a giant evolution for that. People are expecting a Mario game. That's not what you're getting. This is an RPG, and it's not like Super Mario RPG Seven Star, which is a different great game. Love that game. It's a really good game. It's a really fun game, but you don't come in expecting a platformer. Yeah. So the art style kind of reminds me of Yoshi's Woolly World. Is that fair? In a way, yeah, like, you know, like like I said, they really lean into it, right? Like, Woolly World really went in for the arts of craft, or, like, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Okay, yeah. Right? You know, like, I think that was the first one, and they did that really cool, where that aesthetic is all yarn-based. They really went for it. Like, there's, it's just, it's origami. And, like, I saw a bunch of inter- jokes on the internet when, like, PlayStation 5 will have thousands of triangles, and someone's like, oh, yeah, and then they show, like, a picture of the origami king who's <laughs> folded out of triangles. Nintendo's like, hold my beer. You know, it's a triple A game for Nintendo, and Nintendo titles never go down. If you want a good family game to play with your kids, though, I can't recommend it enough so far. Like, I'm, I'm really liking the prospect of playing this game through with my son. Yeah, that's really cool. And especially when you have a game like that where you can incorporate reading and, you know, you're teaching him the baseline RPG um, mm-hmm. pieces. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, like, oh, like, the, well, you know, he likes Pokemon, so he gets the idea of, like, elements beating other elements. Mm-hmm. So now he's getting that. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly building the greatest role-playing game player of all time. It's, you know. Smart, smart. Yeah, that's that's how you got to build them. You got to build them up early. Next, you got to give them like a really tough RPG though. Like here, play Final Fantasy One. Good luck. Oh God. Well, you know he's doing Ocarina, or he's not doing Ocarina. He's doing a Link to the Past on the SNES Mini. That's the game he's trying to play on his own. Oh, there we but go. But you know what I'd be worried about if, as we move in the news, if I keep promoting this, I don't want him to be like our first news story. So if you haven't heard, a mom was lucky enough to contact people at Twitch because her son spent $20,000 on Twitch and she was able to get the $20,000 back. I mean, like you do, you know what I mean? Every once in a while, I just got to drop twenty k. Yeah, you know. I want to know, first off, because the story didn't say, and this is on IGN, I want to know what, who he was buying or spending on. You know what I mean? Like, was it Ninja Streams or is it Gamer Girls? Like, who's he, who's he dropping 20K to? And who is this kid? I mean, 20, you know what you could do with 20 grand as a child? Like, everything. Uh, yeah. Do you remember that movie, uh, Blank Check? Yes. One of the best movies ever made. Of course right. I do. Oh, it's on Disney Plus, I believe. Uh-oh. Dude. I don't know if I want to watch it. I would just remember it being good because it's probably hot trash now. Well, when I watch it now, I'm like, a million dollars could get you that house? Like, you could get more. You got that sick house and then some for a million dollars, you know? Um, it, ah, $20,000. I want to know why he had access to his mom's money. Okay, I also, we're kind of assuming this is ch- like a child, but there's no age mentioned in the story either. Yeah, they say a teenager, I think, right? Okay, He's like, I didn't uh, see that what? piece. But anyway, like teenager, if it's uh, a, te- a teenage boy, a teenage boy, so that could be thirteen, or that could be really sad and be nineteen. It's straight up the second word in the mm-hmm. article. Of course, I missed it. A teenager should know better. Twenty grand? I would have gotten my ass beat so bad. Like I, I would be dead. God, I, I want to know why the mom or the parent. I know I'm just playing the mom. 
How do they not? Why does their son have access Dude, to that? I don't know. I think it's like the way Amazon is set up. Like, honestly, my credit card's in there, and I always have my yeah. app open. Well, not I, but my wife always has her app open because she does most of the buying on Amazon, if not all of it. So, I mean, I could see the kids picking it up. Like, one time we had diapers just show up randomly, and it wasn't the brand that we normally buy. So, we're like, how did this happen? And we checked the history, and sure enough, the, the order was placed. So, I could, I could see this happening. See, my... Students, I hear horror stories from parents sometimes. Too. I had a student tell me, he's like, yeah, I got in really trouble because I spent $800 on Clash of Clans. And he goes, I didn't get any Christmas presents that year. Like, that was the whole story. Like, I was like, how did you, because parents, like, parents that don't game don't know, right? Like, about microtransactions. Mm-hmm. But I, that's not like he was buying something for the game, too. Was he paying some girl to be his internet girlfriend? That's what I really want to know. It's like, she'll maybe like me. She loves me because I'm giving her this money. Or was he giving it all to Ninja? Because Ninja's back on Twitch now, too. I don't know if you know that. Well, and maybe he's $20,000 richer. I want to know how that worked. <laughs> Did like they siph- siphon it off of the hosts? And they're like, uh, no thanks, you're not getting No, this? so the company, that was the interesting thing I read. So she got a tip on Reddit that she should contact. It's called Zola, X-S-O-L-L-A, and it's the pain service company that's partnered with twitch so that's how the twitch delegates it to a different company it sounds like to do the money collecting yeah also if amazon lost twenty thousand dollars it probably wouldn't be the end of the world like let's be real that's like 10 seconds for jeff bezos (laughs) right if that if that that. bezos runs the world man you just don't know it yet you know i I always joke i'm like listen we're gonna have to pick a faction it's not gonna be united states you're gonna be team disney amazon Google, like you are going to represent your in your dark dystopian future, you're going to represent a faction of a company. <laughs> yeah, and uh, speaking of choosing sides, it sounds like we our next news story is uh, work. It's with Marvel Avengers once again. We talked about them last week about their exclusive content, and now there's been a story that's been running on multiple sites regarding another set of exclusive content, and these are costumes for the Avenger characters. And it looks like they are connected with Virgin and Verizon mobile customers specifically. So, yeah, I'm kind of curious about what the benefits are. And this was on Games Radar, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, we last week we talked about it. Sony dropped the bomb that Spider-Man will be available on the PlayStation versions, right? Mm-hmm. And right now it looks like it skins, basically. But I also saw something about Verizon users. If they do something faster, they might get the game for free for like the first 6,000. Mm. So I, I'm kind of worried because this game, it had its open beta this past week. Oh, did it really? And oh, yeah, dude, it looks so cool. Does it really? So You're cool. into it? Yeah. Uh, I'm so into it. I was it. so ready for you to just like not be interested in this game at all. No, I like Marvel and I loved Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Dude, I was watching highlights of someone with being Hulk. And they were just grabbing people and throwing them. like And Hulk's like throwing them like a baseball, you know, like grabbing them by the head and just... And uh, the people are flying. So Hulk looked really fun. And I'm not like... Everyone always picks like, oh, Casey's a big guy. He always wants to be... He should be a tank. I'm not a tank at heart. I'm a healer. You know, like, let's be real. But I like the idea of a class-based... Like, I, I used to play... I played it a little bit called City of Heroes. It was a superhero MMO. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. Uh-huh. And you, you could make your superhero and do that. I think that is a concept that needs to come back. And this kind of gets that itch with real superheroes, you know? Right. And I, I want to see the talent trees for each character. Because so, like, you can't run. They've made it clear you can't run, like, a squad of all Thors. Mm-hmm. Right? right? But, you, like, two of you could be a Thor. You could play, like, Thor. Like, oh, I spec this Thor. I spec this Thor. Right? 
I think the real thing is like if we played, we'd have we'd all have to be like, oh no, I'm he's Thor, I'm so and so. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that that would be okay if we played together because I would always want the off mainstream character most likely. Like that's why I like Hawkeye. That's why I'd probably take like Black Widow in this case. Like I'd be okay with that. Really? Oh yeah, Black Widow's There's awesome. Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, Hulk, uh, Miss Marvel. Iron Man, Spider-Man, if you mm-hmm. have the PlayStation, you said Hawkeye last week's going to be a DLC, right? Yeah, it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. I'd I probably want to be Iron Man, I think, for Captain America myself. You know, what's going to happen is they're going to take you through your base campaign, and I would bet they push you to each one of those characters at different times yeah. just to get a feel for them. And then they probably level up specifically on each character. Mm-hmm. This yeah. I would imagine this plays out. But one thing that does worry me about this game is that it feels like it's trying to be everything for everyone. And that's a very scary thing to do this day and age. You know, you have a name like the Avengers. Like, everyone is going to buy this game. And I really don't want it to fall on its face because I want to see it succeed because I want more Marvel games. Right. Like, I feel with Marvel how I do with Star Wars. It's like you have a decent franchise. Put me in that world in a good video game, and I'm going to be all over it. You know, but this feels like it's trying to be too much for too many. And, you know, now they're selling out to Sony with the character. You know my feelings on that if you listened last week. I'm okay with this. Like, I'm okay with this article. Like, costumes? Okay, who cares? Yeah, you know skins, what I mean? like, whatever. I don't care. But, like, to take a whole character off of the tree as significant as Spider-Man, I'm still not, not a fan. It does well. I didn't realize the beta was this weekend, though. Was it good yeah. buzz, bad buzz? Did you see uh, anything? I got everything I saw people seemed to really enjoy it. And like I said... Hulk is really fun was the phrase I kept seeing. Like, Hulk is fun. And I got to get you, since we're not doing contests, next time we do a stream, we'll probably finish Cuphead because I'm at the final boss. We need to do Ultimate Alliance, and there's a couple other games I'd love to show. This is the issue I'm having, actually. All the games I have are multiplayer, and my son's not quite old enough, and I'm like, I'm trying to convince my wife, and she's like, absolutely not. Like, I have no interest in that. But I, that Avengers game makes me want to get a next gen system. There you bad. go. Come on in. The water's wet. The water's wet. Let's I go. I think I'll. I think I'll just make a PC. I think that's where I'm at at this point in my Dude, life. Dude, if you find a build for a PC that you feel confident in, just buy two. Because every time I go to look at a PC, I get analysis paralysis, and then I'm back to the drawing board. I'll just have my brother-in-law and Sean build it. That's basically there. There we go. Yeah, let's let's like outsource it in your family. Mm-hmm. I like that yes, quite a yes, bit. Yes. I'm game. I'm yeah. game. Final thing about being game, too, is Amazon has changed Amazon Prime to Prime Gaming. Look bum, at that segue. Well, I like what they're doing. This is on The Verge. So another thing, they, they tried this change of brand earlier in the year. And it, so Prime, a membership to Amazon Prime is like 119 bucks per year. And if you are a member to Amazon Prime, you get like a free Twitch Prime. So, like, if there's someone that you like on Twitch you and you're a Prime member, you can sub to them for basically free. They're launching a bunch of free games on um, Prime Gaming, too. I think they're trying to get into the game of, like, the Epic Store. Yeah, speaking of, like, one company taking over the world, Amazon could be it, guaranteed. Yes. So, basically, from what I understand, they're basically taking Twitch... What was it before? It was Twitch Gaming, right? It's Twitch. It's still Twitch, Twitch Prime. but it used to be Twitch Prime. And they're Twitch making Prime, it part now of it's your Prime, Prime Gaming. Game. Yes. Yeah. So they're just rolling it into the Prime family. Right. Is, is basically what's going on here. Well, and like one of the big deals, Prime Gaming offers in-game content for Grand Theft Auto Online, Red Dead Online, Apex Legends, EA Sports, FIFA 20. This month, there's a collection of 20 free games from SK. So like you can get Metal Slug 2, 
Treachery nice. and Beatdown City. So there's a bunch of free games you can get too from them. You can. That's you, awesome. Yeah. So kind of like on Epic, Epic Store has a lot of different free games each month, and I, you know, like why not? They have the biggest video game streaming service in the world. Why wouldn't they double down onto being like a platform that gives games? Yeah, agreed. And it, you know, it already folds in with your Amazon account. So I mean, it is a smart move. Um, I remember back in the day, there'd be a daily free app on Amazon and I'd go in and purchase the app and I was doing it and wouldn't even download the apps because I bought in that ecosystem. So if they're adding games on in a traditional sense, that's a really good move for them in my mind. It goes back to Jeff Bezos is owning me and um, he can take my money. He's got it all. You will now be paid in Amazon credits for the rest of your days. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. But think about all the cool items you will get. If you leave five reviews, you will get a free detergent. Eventually, if they take in some game studios, that's the next move. But their MMO, tried gaming before, and I don't think it went as well. So I'm curious to see how they're putting a lot into this little new world that it's like a a big sandbox MMO. For sure. I'm excited to see what they continue to do. I know I, Lumberyard has been a point of discussion for many, many years, and I'm excited to see you know what they eventually come out with in terms of the next iteration of gaming. I mean, obviously, they have a huge foothold now, and now they're going for this rebrand. Like, what's next? It's it's an exciting time. I think it's been exciting times. Let's go to the random question bag. Random question bag. Random, 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 random. random. We also random. got a submission from Gavin. We see you, Gavin. We appreciate the submission, but uh, Sean's not on this week, so we'll adjust that next week. Right, we're gonna we're gonna hold off on that one. We're gonna adjust yeah. it when the it the involves computers three. and basically all that Casey and I can figure out how to use is a Chromebook. So here we are. Yeah. Yeah, and MS yeah, Paint. Yeah, I I'm can. Do, I, I'm mad good <laughs> at MS Paint. Um, our first question out of the question bucket is: Would you take a fifty percent pay cut to have? Uh, to have a job you would guarantee to passionately love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You would? Uh, do I still get my retirement? <laughs> That's a real you question. You get half of your retirement. Do I, do I get half my health benefits too or do I get all those still? Anything that happens on the left side of your body is covered. Anything on the right side is not. Okay, my heart's okay. Okay, good. I, <laughs> my right side's whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I love my job. I like what I do a lot. Um, but if it was guaranteed, I, you know, I've never, like, I'm a teacher. So like, I obviously picked a career that was about money. Right. Um, (laughs) uh, so no, I'm happy where I'm at. So current, I want to say no, but if I could, I don't know. If my dream job was to be a cartoonist and I got paid half of what I did, I probably wouldn't be happy about it. Well, I mean, from my experience, this is like more than just happened to me. Let's be real. Like in my industry, yeah, yeah. like, whoa, there's there's some serious tough times. Thanks a lot, COVID. Yeah. yeah. COVID's so but, cool. you know, I COVID think at the COVID. end of the day, you got to do what you want to do. You got to do what you're passionate about and follow your heart. And that's the way forward. Um, I've been compensated better in other industries and been miserable doing it. And I know that that just does not work for me personally. I had a a gentleman in the barbershop and I were having a conversation one time. And he goes, you know, if you're chasing money, you're never going to be happy. But if you're chasing happiness, you're never going to worry about money. Yeah, hmm, that's a good way to look yeah. at it. I was like, that's right. Yeah, and I've always been a yeah. huge believer of you know you follow your passion and the money will come. Like that's always been my philosophy. Right. Well, at a young age too. Yeah, my dad always told me like, you're gonna be doing this for the rest of your life, and he like 
I like my job, but I don't want you to sit cubicle for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more to life. Whatever you pick, pick something you care about. And I was like, okay. And so, like, that always rang true with me. So that was important. So, yeah, I would rather do something I love for less money. But as long as I had good health insurance, <laughs> I think that would actually be my real thing. Be so health, health insurance is, like, your main thing, huh? You got to have that health insurance? Yeah, man. I have kids. I don't want anything bad to happen and not, like, go to the poorhouse and lose everything. Did you, like, pick up smoking or something? So you got to have those health benefits? Just keep it going? Yeah, I smoke seven packs Wow, a day. that's a lot. No. You're really going for gold there. No, I have, you know, I had a heart murmur as a kid. I was a sick kid. I was, I'm very, like... COVID freaks me out. Yeah, I'm not a hypochondriac, but like I, I, I don't know. I, I always like, is this cancer? Like that's always. I'm a little worried, so I want. Well, especially like with, we've been talking about the dogs. Yeah. You know, getting a dog and how much expensive dogs are. Like I'm like I'm getting health insurance for the dog. Like there's animal insurance now. Are you really? Oh yeah. Oh my. I'd gosh. rather pay. Do you know how much like a surgery for a dog costs? Do you think a dog? Would you pay $5,000 for a knee surgery on your dog? I don't think this is a good conversation for me to go down. I'm proud of you for insuring your dog, though. Yes. I think that's good for you. Yeah, you don't, have, you don't have a dog yet. Maybe I should give you my dog. You should start dog-sitting for me. Yeah, I'd dog-sit for you. This is a great idea. We were going to discuss this cats, more. Because your dog's with cats, right? Because it, it lives with cats, so it can um, survive. Yes, my dog is wonderful with cats. No, no. What do you, what do you mean by good with cats? Like, like not... he'll leave my cat alone. Yes. Okay, that's fine. Or it's going to get messed up by me and the cat. Uh, your cat probably wouldn't like a dog being around, though, would he? Um, he is indifferent. He's, like, friends with the neighbor dog. Oh, really? He goes across the street, and, like, when the neighbor, my neighbor's a fireman, he has a nice black lab, and he's like, hello, like, Casey, and look, I'll look, he's like, your cat's mine now. I'm like, oh. And see, like, he's a fireman with, like, a giant tattoo sleeve. But he loves cats. Like, he's this, like, tough American dude. He has an American flag, boat hunts, and he's like, I love your cat. He always tells me how much he loves my cat. So you have a cage-free cat? Yeah, Marley comes in and out. I, I, he kills things on the regular. That's crazy. Remember, that's why I don't have a cat door anymore, because he brought in a bunny that he kept under our bookshelf for a week. So really, he wants a friend. That's what he's telling you. He's like, I need somebody to hang out with. Well, he's going to torture his friend, because he tortured that bunny for five days straight, and then it died. So. Dude, that's how the best friendships happen. Haven't you watched a <laughs> Disney movie recently? Yeah, if that was it real, then Marley would be friends with about 30, 300 birds that he's killed. There was, a, there was a span where it was like three, I'm not exaggerating, three birds a week for like a month. What? Yeah, he's a he's Dude. a really nice cat, but he kills anything that he doesn't like. like your cat is psychotic. Your, your cat should be in the house all the time. He eats them. Like he, it's doing his job. I like how that's like a defense. Like, oh, well, but he eats him. It's it's cool. It's yeah. cool. Dude, I don't have rats. I don't have any other issues. He that doesn't you know eat of. the squirrels. I don't. I know that. He leaves the squirrel. I think there's some type of agreement, and that's the thing I wish he would kill. I, I'd like to. I'd like the written, like, order of operations here, right? Because the yeah. cat brings a rabbit in, no go. Well, here's why. Cat kills a rat. It's all good. He can kill the rabbit. He kills him now, still, out in the yard. We had a cat door, and he brought it in the house. What? And my son is super, Asher's really allergic to bug bites and flea bites. Rabbits are notoriously covered in fleas. Really? Yeah, that they're horrible for it. So my son got bit up, and like when he gets bites, they swell up all over his leg when he was like one or two. So we were like, okay, Marley's outside for the whole summer. We're going to get a new. I, I had to like duct tape the cat door shut. So he could no longer use it until we got a new door. It's the whole thing. Now he kills him. He's killed moles, which is great because I hate moles. They ruin your yard. Yes. Um, and he kills uh, 
He's, I think there was like a rat or a vole he killed. He's killed a lot of things. Probably a small dog. Rabbits? Rabbits. I yeah. don't think that's normal. Like, is it? What kind of cat is this? Is this like a a Maine Coon? Okay, so is this... you've seen my cat. You've seen. I him. have, but big. I mean, I don't. I don't categorize that. Like, I don't look at people and be uh, like, "Oh yes, you own a mixed cat." He's, a, he's like thirty pounds. Okay, he's huge. I'm just wondering if this is like a full on Tiger King turn. Like, eventually you're gonna be like, "Here's my cat," and it's like a full on lion. Bro, I always think about my biggest takeaway from Tiger King is, man, they're not that expensive. <laughs> like a golden retriever puppy, same. But again, I think the move is a bobcat. You get just something a little more manageable, something I could put on a leash, you know? Dude, I don't know. I'd be afraid if I saw you walk in that cat and had like a bunny in its mouth exactly. or something. Mm-hmm. No wonder that firefighter wants to be friends with it. It doesn't want to get, your firefighter neighbor doesn't want to get eaten by it. It's really sad when you watch a bunny get tortured for hours. Like a couple bunnies I've gotten free. It's in the other yard. I'm like, no, Marley, no, run, buddy. Dude, so but I know this is this is the new game on questions. How dark can we get? <laughs> well, I'll double down. <laughs> Here we go. A triple down right now. What's the most scared you have ever been? Um, when I flipped my truck in high school. Whoa. Yeah. You flipped yeah, it and you rolled it, bad. huh? Uh, I was driving home from work to bring something to my dad. It was his birthday, and it was his truck. And I like was looking back. I was there's balloons in the car, and I moved the balloons. I was like, oh, stop! And then I was speeding. It was raining. I actually, well, it's past statute of limitations. So I, the car was veering, <laughs> and I overcorrected, and the steering wheel locked, and the car started going. Oh no! And I remember briefly thinking, like, oh god, please don't let me die. That was like the last thought I had. Then my head hit the window, and then I blacked out. And then I wake up, I come to, and I'm upside down. And I didn't know I was upside down. So I do my seatbelt, I fall, and I hit my head again. Right? Oh, and I'm no. upside down. And, like, somebody's coming to open the door. Like, back up. I'm like, no, I can open it. And, like, I'm, like, totally out of it at that point. Like, I definitely a concussion. That's the only time I've had one. I was like, ugh. And, like, I kept wanting to go to sleep. And they're like, do not sleep in the paramedic van. And I was thinking how mad my parents were going to be. And my parents were not mad. They were more worried that I was going to die. Um, I had a sprained neck. I dislocated my shoulder. Dude, yeah, that's it intense. Scary. <laughs> it's scary. So, so near death. So were you on a highway on, or something? No, I was on a back road. And I luckily, what gotcha. I flipped into was a ditch. That's probably what saved my life. Whoa. If anything. I didn't hit anything. I went right <laughs> in and I just rolled. And the person that saw it, so the car, while it was driving, it fishtailed. So it went backwards, hit the curb, and he said it spun in the air and then rolled on the ground about three times yeah oh my and i was only going about 45 maybe 35 yeah that's it was just, nuts. yeah, yeah it was scary. no thank you that's no yeah. fun man yeah yeah I, I i've gotten a car wreck like that not like that but i've gotten a car wreck that was pretty significant before it was pretty bad wasn't a fan of it um i can tell you the time that i felt like the biggest sense of dread and it was when i was in high school i was coming home and when i went to open our downstairs door where I would get into the house every night, the door was left open and it was the middle of the day. There was nobody there. And I'm like, Oh, that's weird. And sure enough, I walked in and somebody had gone through our entire house. Like we had been burgled. Uh, the oh house my had been God. Burglarized. Scary. And it's, yeah, it was scary because you walk in and you don't know if there's Paul anybody Rio? in there still. I high school, maybe junior high. So, so 15, not like young enough, maybe ish. to protect yourself. But if there were big grown men, you would have been scared. 
Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, I wasn't messing with that. Like, I was not, there's no way that I was going in that house and, like, we're looking around. So, you know, like, I went downstairs, I waited for a while just to listen if everybody was moving around, and then we called the cops. But, you know, I was the first one to come upon it, and, like, that sinking sense of violation yeah. is, like, unparalleled. I've never felt anything like that before. And it's a, it's a pretty bad feeling. Ugh. Getting your stuff jacked no, is not cool, no. man. That would not be fun. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, like, if I find out I leave the door unlocked and I come home, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. Like, it could have been so bad. Have you ever had that happen where you're like, oh, this window was unlocked or this or that? I, I've, like... Yeah. I, yeah, and so now I'm really anal about it that I own my own house. Yeah, and also, like, now that I'm adult, I'm like, what the heck are they going to steal? Like, you know what I mean? Like, all of this stuff is replaceable right. to some extent. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have, like, grandma's jewelry hidden in a box right. somewhere, but... Maybe that's just generational or just the way I'm doing things, but my wife and I aren't really into the jewelry yeah, and stuff. Same. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. No, it, there's a couple of those sinking feelings that you have in life that just like stick with you too. Like that adrenaline and fear mixture is a bad sure. feeling. Yeah. I also still have those reoccurring dreams where I know I'm about to fail out of huh. school. Really? But you never did. I have those two, yeah. actually. Uh, mine is, I have to go back I, to high school. You never actually graduated. And I'm like, no! Yeah! Why does that um, happen? Like, every once in a while, you're in the halls of high school, and you're like, oh, man, I'm not going to ever get out of this place. I'm going to have to come back for my fifth Dr. year. Dr. Zubak would probably know the answer to that. But, Dr. Zubak would uh, know this. But it's something to do with your psyche and why you... It's something to do with failure, I'm sure. I would, I would bet you he knows. I bet you as he listens, he's like, well, actually... Hmm. As he pushes up his glasses. Okay, Dr. Zubat. Dr. Zubat, we're, this oh, yeah. is a call to action. We want you to write in next week and let us know why this recurring yeah. nightmare comes back every time. Brings us to the end of our show today. We're wrapping this thing up. We're putting a fork in it. We are done. Thanks for checking us out. Follow us on Twitter at underpoweredpod, Instagram at under.powered. You can also shoot us an email at emails at underpoweredmedia.com or just check out our Discord and drop something in the questions section. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share with a friend, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Find your favorite podcatcher at us. You know, keep playing your games. Have some fun. We out. Play your games.